0: This week we'll be talking about glasses, so I thought I'd dig out a classic
1: quote from Dorothy Parker to kick it off. <laughs> Alright, Dorothy Parker. Not a lot of people listening to this I may mean, know Dorothy Parker, that's all.
0: So you think it might be a bit
1: misplaced? Um, Well, it could be, but I don't know, do you care? I don't care. Just do it.
0: Alright, so the quote. Men seldom make passes at girls who wear glasses.
1: Okay, so how does that relate to this? What do you mean? Well, that quote is to do with, like, spectacles, and we're talking about beer glasses.
0: Well, if you've got a better Dorothy Parker quote, I'd love to hear it.
1: <sighs> okay, um, what about, you can lead a whore to culture, but you can't make her think.
0: Dorothy Parker was kind of a bitch, wasn't she?
1: Mm-hmm. Happy New Year, Dave. Likewise, Luke. What did you fill your uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve with?
0: Well, uh, before we jump in, do you
1: want to say a greeting to our listeners? Oh, uh, well, Happy New Year, listeners, uh, all three of you. I uh, hope you were well. I hope you're ready for a year chock-a-block with quality podcasting. I'm pretty excited for a year chock-a-block with poly- quality podcasting. Yeah, I think so. I've just subscribed to a lot of really good podcasts. So. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Your commuting will be a joy now. Do you commute? I do commute, yes. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah. Alright. So well
0: Christmas, New Year's how'd it go for you, Dave?
1: Uh mine was funny, I didn't do anything on Christmas Day. So it um I got all my Christmas family nonsense uh excitement and enjoyment uh, on Christmas Eve. Oh uh, and that left me to wear pajamas and drink things like uh a Mikula Santa's little helper from 2011, which was very very nice. Great. Uh, that that was followed by uh, an immediate nap because I had to. So um, it was a good day for all. <laughs> what did you go to?
0: Uh, Emma's family, bit of ham, a few beers. That sounds like it? Christmas to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was pretty good. And you had a pretty uh, epic lineup of beers sorted out for New Year's Eve, didn't you?
0: Yeah. New Year's we did a Belgium
1: tasting. We didn't make it through all of our Belgian beers. Belgian beers. Being well, it wasn't an outstanding lineup and an endless lineup, so yeah. I don't know who <laughs> could have made it through all those beers. I think yeah.
0: um, the 2010 Reserver from Distreux.
1: Oh, have we mentioned that beer before? I, I think we've sure mentioned we that have. one before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we had
0: a big bottle of that, and that was our last. I think we were both asleep on the couch pretty quickly after that. Um, but hey, better than going out. And uh, yeah. Fighting My uh,
1: New Year's beers were involved um, pints of Fat Yak out of Dirty Lines at Ding Dong Lounge. So uh, it's all up from there. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy New Year. Yeah, all on New Year's Day I uh, I evened it out with a little bit of uh, Cantillon on work. So um, I feel like I rectified myself. Uh, a bit of balance. Yeah, exactly. At the start of the year. Um,
0: let's talk a little bit about Christmas beers because just before Christmas uh, I was part of a blind tasting panel what's oh, right of beers. Course. Yeah. Um
1: I don't really like Christmas beers it turns out. Well, when I heard that was going, like that was going to be the style for the, that blind tasting, the first thing I thought of was, gee, that sounds like hard work. Because mm. maybe I might have one Christmas beer. I, ideally, I'd share it with someone. Because mm. um, it's kind of full-on, it's like kind of an assault on the palate I would have thought if you... It was...
0: Pretty full on. Um, I mean, what's interesting is the Saint Bernardus was was almost last, um, and even after the assault, that stood out to be
1: just a, a five out of five beer. Well, that's probably just um, a testament to the quality of that beer, then, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, um, let me let me riddle me this with something as um I don't want to say abrasive. That's quite a negative term, but um something as abrasive as Christmas sales Um, how did you cleanse your palate between beers? Lots of water, I think, just with epic amounts of water. Yeah. Can, yeah. Um.
0: Oh, we we did have a a bit of a break at halftime and, yeah. and had some just some chips, dry and, crackers, and soda water. <laughs> and then I think we just had like a, a wheat beer. Yeah. Okay. At halftime, um, uh, which yeah worked. Um, we had a Calibrator beer as well at the start. I can't remember what that was. Um, I think it might have been a Murray's or something. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, cool. the other surprise from that was the Goodisons from South Australia, who I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. Their Christmas beer. Uh, got second that's pretty good isn't it and it, it stood out to be a
1: um the pretty w- well judging by the results of that which i think you can see on the crafty pine yep website, got a crafty
0: pine it'll be under the news uh that somewhere. was pretty
1: much the outstanding local christmas sale wasn't it
0: yeah, well, yeah to me it was the only one that, that really held up um, to the st Bernardus uh, number 3 was the nergune one um was that, was that the d-
1: god jewel or was what was that
0: I don't know was the one, what, jewel I or can't remember yeah. off the top of my head it was right. black. Um, had some New World hops in it and a bit of spice. It was, okay. it was lovely.
1: All right. Cool.
0: Um, so yeah, that was that was a bit of fun and yeah, a big realization that that Christmas beers, probably not for me. Um, how many uh, vintages of, t- uh, t- uh, the Red Hill Christmas sale were there? I think it went back to about 2008, even maybe 2010. And uh, how did that, uh, progress? I think. Do you know if it was the same recipe each time? No, I think there was slight slight variation. Um, you you have to check out the crafty pie, and I can't remember the exact. Mm-hmm. Um, there was I think the Barab- I'll do it after the podcast. Yes, definitely. Don't reach for your phone. No, 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 okay. no. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was interesting. Uh, a, a fun way to spend an afternoon. Um, quite a boozy way to spend an afternoon. You're joking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I sort of opened my up to to blind tastings and how interesting they can be um, which I guess the, the main topic of today we're going to talk about glassware yeah, absolutely. Um, which we did blind um, but we'll touch on that a little bit later mm-hmm. uh, so over the, the break did you go anywhere fun?
1: did I go anywhere fun? or like you know new bars new restaurants um, new beers new beers Oh, well, I've got the, I'll have got, i save it for the recommendation I think that's what, that's what I'll do but um, I was actually pretty much a slug over the last two weeks nice. I uh Played ping pong. Alright. And drank some beers. Yeah, that was I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I did do. Last night I went to Two Brothers mm-hmm. and in Melbourne yesterday it was uh quite warm, it got to about thirty five degrees. Mm. So when I went in there and had a pint of the kung fu fresh at the sauce, mm. it was magical. Mm. So um tasting really, really good. I've only ever had that beer once and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um but
0: I think a lot of other people have, have sort of convinced me to try it again.
1: Yeah, especially at this time of year. Mm. Um, and if you can get it on tap somewhere, it's um, it's pretty ace. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll check that one out. Um, what, what about we, you?
0: Yeah, we went to, I guess, probably the most interesting place was the Cider House. Um, I think it's called the Cider House. It's on Brunswick Street. It's a cider bar. And we tried some... We tried some funky ciders. Um, they've got a hand pump there, which was broken,
1: unfortunately. Yeah, that's a shame. I'd be interested in trying some hand-pumped cider. Um, I just wouldn't mind seeing like the nuances of it at that... Um, Definitely. ...that sort of level of carbonation, or whatever you want to call it, yeah.
0: Um, it was really interesting. I, I I think I've talked about cider a couple of times on this podcast. I don't drink a heap of it, but... um, Yeah, I'm starting to enjoy it more. Um, the one we had, I think it was the
1: Hills Apple and Pomegranate. Mm-hmm. There's a nice bit of funk to it. Yeah, uh, I had that... Um, Anton at True Brew. I can't believe i mentioned True Brew again. Uh, <laughs> he uh, gave me a few little tasters of some of the ciders they had on. That was one of them, and that was quite tasty.
0: Yeah, I was tempted. I was there last night. Jeez. Um, Add for True Brew again. Um, I was there last night, and I was tempted to pick some up, uh, but I was already getting a growler and a squealer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't want to go too crazy.
1: If we're going to do more of our... Um, our unpaid advertisements for our fanboydom. Then um, it'd be remiss of me not to mention I had a whole bunch of the uh, two metre tall ciders, mm. and they're all really nice. They are really nice. Just yeah. the just the regular apple cider that they've got. Mm. It's for them. It's pretty basic. Mm. It's not hugely funky or sour, mm. but it's just dry and delicious. Mm. I haven't actually tried the apple one, but I'll, I'll keep my peepers peeled for it. Do it.
0: I'm really keen to head down to their bar because they, again they've got oh, everything on, I don't on have hand. To, pump. Yeah. Um, and you can go over barbecue so that that sounds like fun anyway,
1: yeah fair enough, cool all right um new year, the year of the podcast for us do you have any resolutions that you've um you've singled out to achieve this year and ref- and reform I, yourself I, I don't think so you you asked me about this if i ever made a yeah, exactly right. resolution i don't think i ever have, have i you? think both of us just went we don't do that because if we want to make changes we'll just do it
0: yeah Remember, it comes do up rather than
1: waiting for an arbitrary date but, <laughs> but in the interest of interesting podcasting um do you have anything that uh, you've thought about well i did
0: uh, a piece on my blog um it's alevertime.com for those that unaware of it. Strongly affiliated with this very podcast. It's, it's got a, a few, mm-hmm. a bit of crossover there. Um, and I talked about just feeling like rubbish after the New Year, after the Christmas and New Year's break. Um, I didn't really have any days off alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you
1: have any days where you just had like
0: a beer with dinner or like just one I, or two w- beers? One day, I, I was like, I don't want to have any beers today. And then we ended up having a bottle of the Duchessic from oh, good Borgo. Is that yeah um Cantillon
1: is that one that you held or did you find it somewhere
0: I think we found it at Dan Murphy's of all places really yeah that's interesting that is interesting they, they have some Berro Borgo oh maybe that one wasn't no, we have bought Berro yeah. stuff okay. there
1: I think it's is it to Chesa?
0: it was there it was there Emma's confirming it mm, was there
1: interesting alright
0: um Yes, we had that. I don't know if you
1: remember, (laughs) but do you know how much it was? (laughs) This is quite. It was was quite cheap, like $13 or something. Oh man, I got to stock up on that. That's really, really good. Hmm. Um,
0: But yeah, uh, the piece was sort of highlighting the fact that you know I'm normally fairly healthy, have a a pretty healthy routine, Mm -hmm. um, and ended up just eating fried chicken and um, drinking beer and eating burgers and. By the end of it, I I sat down to write something, um, you know, a sort of a New Year's, uh, this is what 2014 Mm -hmm. should look like. And I couldn't even really type. My mind was so muddled um, that I just thought, I think this is probably a good good wake up to, you know, being healthier. Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. just being healthier might be my my resolution. And probably being more awesome
1: day to day. Gee, that's got to be difficult, doesn't it?
0: It's pretty difficult. Yeah, because yeah.
1: once you've, released, you've reached such heights of awesomeness... Having a podcast that has Dorothy Parker gags. Oh, ho, 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 ho. The pinnacle of awesome. Yeah, I know. How can how can the year improve after this? How about you, Dave? What's, um, well, I'll tell you what. On the list of things, having a 10% barley wine at 11 in the morning probably wasn't high on the list, but here we are. Here we um, are. Well, do you want to give the barley wine a mention before you jump in? Um. All right. Uh. We are, actually, I don't know what it's called. you know, uh, know what it's called? That,
0: <laughs> I reckon it's probably the best one for you to do a mention actually. podcasting. Uh, Changing Tides from Sail and Anchor.
1: And full disclosure, this is one that was uh, sent to you? Yeah, was it was a it? gift
0: yeah? from the, um, the PR company that looks after Sail and Anchor. I They sent me a bottle of their IPA, and I said to them, you know, look, I'm going to, if I do review it, which I might not, if I don't like it, it will be pretty harsh, mm-hmm. which I always say yeah. if I get free bottles. Um, and, you know, which, I, which
1: IPA was that, by the way? Was that that Convict or whatever it was?
0: The new release one. I can't remember. Really oh, just recently? It. Yeah. Oh, but, it was,
1: okay. Maybe I haven't had that
0: one yet. Um, it was, it was, oh, it, that's not... I'm thinking of the wrong
1: brewery anyway. So, about, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, And they, to their credit, they were one of the few PR companies that have got back and said, that's fine. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I said, if I don't like it, I'll say it. And you know, I know you want to get good PR, mm-hmm. so... I'm happy for you to not send me anything because, you know, it's their job to get good PR. I don't yeah, want to make their job difficult. Um, turns out I really liked it. Cool. And gave it a, a pretty good review and they sent me this one. Um,
1: and It's one that, um, we're having it today because it piqued my curiosity. I mentioned it to you. I saw it in like a in a land and mm. I figured that's interesting. Uh, not often in a, in a liquor land will you find a, 10% barley wine in uh, a little uh, – well-presented in a little aluminium uh, box. Yeah. And I didn't really want to fork out the 20 odd dollars for it without a little bit more information. But um, I yeah. think
0: it's come down in price recently. Oh, yeah? um, I saw someone tweet – it might have been James from Beer Bar Band uh, – that it was – I think it might even be $10 now. Okay. Um, which is maybe an indication that it might not be selling that yeah, well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I wonder – the idea behind releasing it right in summer, or going into
1: summer. Oh, so is it? I've only just seen it recently, but is yeah, it just so because so it's only just come out, is it? Yeah, so limited release. That's
0: at, an odd end of last year
1: thing to do, isn't it?
0: Um, if the IPA was being released now, because they're both limited release, mm-hmm. I think that would be a great, you know, a great way. And then release the the barley wine going into into winter.
1: Um, what do you is think? That, it, uh, what's the taste? Mm. We're drinking them out of um, the Spiegel IPA glasses. Um, probably not the right glassware, but. Probably not ideal, but. Mm. Initially, when we first opened it, I didn't get much aroma at all out of it, but now it's sort of at room temperature. Giving you a little bit more of that uh, multi, like pretty much like, English barley wine sort of aroma, but. Um, mm. we you can, can sort of smell it. I mean, it's. it's Somewhat hides the alcohol pretty well, but you can sort of smell smell yeah, the resinous of it. Yeah, it's it, so.
0: boozy and and toffee and I mean it's it's a barley wine.
1: Mm. Um, I I don't love it, but it's it's okay. It's not bad. Um, yeah, if it is ten dollars, I'd probably be interested to maybe buy one and chuck it away for a couple of years and see how it goes. um I we used um sorry when I say I Emma actually
0: made Christmas mince pies with barley wine. Mm-hmm. Not this year, the, the year
1: before. Um, so, you know, it might be good for a mince pie. Recipe. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: um,
1: just briefly returning to the initial question. Yes. Um, uh, if I am to have a resolution this year, it would most certainly be to try and get some more homebrewing done. Because uh, I had a little bit of a break in 2013 of homebrewing. Mm. And the reason for that is purely because I'm not much of a homebrew drinker. So yep. when I've still got pretty much bottles of every... Batch I've ever done, except maybe for one really small batch I did. So um, I need to free some bottles up, mm. uh, and maybe I would I would just start brewing beers that are more conducive to age because I have to, because <laughs> I just might get around You're not going to drink, it
0: yeah. Um, I and mean, home brewing for me is I'm, I'm the same as you. I didn't brew at all in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of learning about hops and certain grains, I think that's easily the best way to do it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, well, I, when I, I get like just addicted to it mm. when I when I'm doing it until I am at capacity where I can't, I have got no more bottles to fill. Yeah. And then um, uh, and then for some reason, well, I guess it's out of necessity because I, I I just can't do it anymore because I don't have the space or the um resources. But I love doing it whenever I get involved. Mm, mm. I
0: yeah, I I probably agree. I need to make the time to do it as well. Yeah, I've got a so. shed now um where I used to live in an apartment. Yeah. And I brewed in the apartment, moved to a house with a nice shed. Haven't brewed it since, and
1: it's quite a good um a good spot for it because it holds. That's where you keep your um aging beers. It yep. keeps it at a good temperature. Yeah, yeah. Be, um, it'd be good to hold uh some homebrewed bottles. So yeah, I reckon you're in a, a prime position to do a little bit of homebrewing. Yeah, I think uh, let's both agree to do some of that. Okay, done. Maybe we can do a all of a time collab brew. Oh, it's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> well, and we'll let's uh, sell it in commemorative bottles to try and make a little bit of money out of this. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to buy it No no. I probably wouldn't buy it oh. No No, well, I'm <laughs> going to get it for free I'm not going to buy it Are you
0: kidding? <laughs> um, let's come back And we'll do our main discussion Which is All about glassware Alrighty, welcome back As we said uh, at the top there We were going to do A bit of a glassware discussion um, yeah,
1: this sort of um, came about because there's been pretty much hype yeah. since the um, Spieglow uh, IPA glass was yep. um, released and talked about, and it made me want to think, it's a funny looking sort of glass. <laughs> so. uh,
0: we we have been
1: referring to it as the butt plug. The butt plug. I think a lot of people have been calling it Yeah, I it think that. so, because it's, uh, well... Pretty much looks like a blood plug, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. And sort of piqued my curiosity as to if it's worthwhile, and uh, yeah, if it is, because it's I. Th- I was under the impression, my cynical mind, first, just first and foremost, went to the fact that if Sierra Nevada and Dogfish Head have got behind any glass, it would probably generate a similar hype. Yeah. Than that when I when I thought that might be, um, fundamentally what The hype for this glass was Um, And then also uh, When we recently got Tiku glasses Mm -hmm. I think the interest in that glassware And this glassware Probably pushed us into Thinking it's about time we Give them a little bit of a road test And see how they go
0: Yeah, so What we did We got four Different glasses Um, I guess I should say I think I thought the IPA glass was a complete gimmick Um, I just thought it was a complete joke basically, and I should say I, I was probably proven wrong.
1: Um, well, I I was the one who has who had the glassware, so I provided them on the day, and I've d- drunk out of them before, and knowing that we were going to do this gla- this glass test, I didn't ever do any side-by-side, because I figured I wanted to be fresh for our little mm-hmm. uh, experiments. Um, and after using them, I thought they're nice glasses because they're good quality it is good It is good quality glassware yeah. but I when I came in and put them down on the table at your house I said I'm just putting it out there I'm not a fan of the IPA glasses yeah. and um, I guess that's where we'll start our little yeah. section
0: so the glasses we chose for this we had a, um, I had a catering store tulip glass that cost me three dollars that I use for my sort of everyday glasses uh, we had a tiku glass which is primarily designed for high ABV beers, but I thought it would be interesting to yeah, throw in absolutely. the mix. Yeah, absolutely. Given the fact we both got
1: some recently, that yeah. uh, we put that one in there.
0: Um, and then we had the Spiegelauer stemmed Pilsner, which is probably my favourite glass. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's one that I, I probably always use for a nicer beer. I normally use um, a Crosno large brandy balloon, which is yep. not dissimilar to that uh, yeah. stemmed Pilsner glass. Um, and then the IPA glass. It probably should be said that the tulip glass that we used is pretty much—it's quite—it's narrower compared to a lot of tulip glasses yeah. you might think when you uh, think about a tulip glass. So yeah. it's probably not your stock standard tulip, but no. um, it's got that similar sort of shape. It's yeah. If you got it served
0: in a bar, you probably wouldn't think twice. You'd think they've got a nice glass. Yeah. But it's not a—it's not bulbous. Um, we'll, put a, we'll put a picture up of them all on the um, on our site afterwards. Going in, I thought that the that glass in particular would hold up um, to being good and and comparing to the the Spiegelau ones. Um, I expected that to sort of be the the dark horse. Uh, but I should we should talk about the beers before we um, how we chose the
1: beers first. Yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't choose them at all, did we? No. So we
0: decided we didn't to... want to
1: know anything about them. We I mean, yeah. thought that would hold up the integrity of the glassware if we didn't know what we were drinking. Yep. So we, I sent Emma into the shop and said, "Can you get something hoppy,
0: something with a bit of malt and hop, or something with hop and another ingredient? Sorry, and then a wild card beer." Um, so the first beer she chose was the Sierra Nevada Torpedo, uh, one of my probably favourite beers, one I'll, I'll reach for quite frequently if yeah, I'm, I'm after absolutely. that kind of thing. Um, so, Dave, what were your results for that?
1: Uh, my results for that was a pretty much uh, a... Um, on the aroma, the IPA glass was pretty much with a standout. Yeah. Um, that one and the stemmed Pilsner were pretty much the aroma standouts there. Uh, the tulip glass, you got zero aroma out of it, yeah. which is... I mean, obscene for a a beer with as much hops as Torpedo. It smelt dull out of that glass. Yeah, it did. Um, So, yeah, that that was pretty much... I was pretty surprised, really, that the the aroma out of the IPA glass was that much better than the other glass. It was
0: noticeable. Um, The stemmed Pilsner held up pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think,
1: taste-wise, for me, the stemmed Pilsner that's exactly what I uh, had I had it as well it was well rounded it was what I loved about Torpedo came through that glass yeah Um. the interesting thing that I thought about this particular beer that we had was in the IPA glass the bitterness was out of control it was like such a, con- a, a contrast between the two glasses yeah that it really really heightened the bitterness out of that glass
0: my notes um, that it's for the IPA glass that it's got an intense bitterness yeah the uh, Stem Pilsner I had round decent bitterness um, so yeah it was quite surprisingly different um,
1: uh, and in the tikku glass it was just really mellow it, it was not not a great deal um, uh, of the the, the bitterness um, and just pretty it was like it was muted it was still tasting good it wasn't like because in the tulip glass it was, it tasted bad yeah it, it wasn't pleasant in the tulip glass and um, tasted much better in the tiku glass but still a lot duller than the stem pilsner and IPA.
0: Yeah, um, neither of us picked the the beer either when we were drinking it. No, I had a thought that it was Sierra Nevada pale, but it
1: seemed too intense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think the other one that went around was Mornington IPA.
0: Yep, I that's
1: yeah. Um, I did
0: in one of my notes I've got down um, that I tasted some ginger quality to mm-hmm. it, um, and Torpedo has a kind of herbally taste uh, i think for lack of a better word um and I, it came through as ginger in the ipa glass which was interesting uh our producer's just saying aniseed is what what she gets out of it um she emma was a fan was a fan of this beer and decided last night that she's not is that correct emma she likes the pale more than the pale. Now. Beer in there. um yeah so that was definitely a
1: surprising start to the day um well, I was straight away that drinking that beer and getting such different uh aromas and tastes out of the various glassware hmm. made me realize that all right, well this isn't just a gimmick. Now, yep. this is genuinely different characteristics coming through from different glassware.
0: The one the one thing we should also say is the head retention
1: from the IPA glass was Phenomenal across all beers. Yeah. It was. I guess it's those little the ribbed base. Yeah. That agitates it per every sip. It really regenerates the head, and that's the only one that really retained it across the whole tasting, wasn't it? Mm. Definitely. And when you um when you drink out of it, you can notice the
0: shape of it. It swirls the beer uh, as you're drinking it. Um, it's quite interesting when you when you're drinking out of it. It's yeah, surprising. Mm. Um, through all the the gimmickry. It actually, it isn't just hype, I think, I found.
1: Oh, well, I think um, as we continue through this, it's probably going to reveal that uh, there's a lot more to it than just hype. Yeah. All right, well, we'll jump into beer number two, All right. which was the
0: Bridgeport Czar. Uh, was it the Czar or the Kingpin? Sorry, Kingpin.
1: The um, Red Ale, right? Yeah, the yeah.
0: Red, red IPA. So this uh, MHOs, because it had a, a bit of red, so a bit more malt uh, than a regular IPA. And, again, I don't think we picked it at all. No. I was completely...
1: No. Had no idea. Um, what were your results for it? Results that? for it were, um, again, Aroma one in the IPA glass, and again, the Stem Pilsner was a close second. Mm. Uh, and again, the Tulip and the Tiku didn't offer much at all. No. Um, yeah, uh, I... This one, it seemed like it was a more enjoyable beer across the board. So... Uh, a little note that I wrote that out of the Tiku glass I enjoyed drinking that much more than the Torpedo out of the Tiku glass but Mm. still the scores it was still um, probably the least enjoyable in the Tiku glass even though it was quite good Uh, the taste though again it went with the stem pills in the glass it tasted just beautifully rounded and Mm. balanced out of that glass where um, uh, in the IPA glass uh, it just didn't have that balance
0: yeah I, I agree with that um my note for the stem pilsner was rounded flavor yeah what's interesting with the ipa glass um, again that was number one for me in terms of aroma um and i the notes i had were bubblegum orange cherry and sharp taste whereas in the stem pilsner i had marmalade as as my sort of initial aroma Mm -hmm. um so it seems like the ipa was better for picking out the individual characteristics whereas the stem pilsner rounded right, just, everything out yeah and make it just a more balanced experience and i guess we've got a, a bit of a theme here um already as you can see the ipa for aroma and head retention i should say again mm-hmm. and the stem
1: pilsner for taste that was pretty much the um the motif of the day i would have thought definitely by the end of it yeah uh anything else you want to add about there um little, what did i write down here um yeah uh doing it blind which is an odd revelation to me I think I enjoyed the Kingpin more than the Torpedo Which, if you asked me before that It would have been hugely one-sided towards the Torpedo I, I would agree with that yeah. um,
0: I think the only other time I had the Kingpin was probably Almost exactly a year ago uh-huh. When it, first, it was yeah, first it was just just doing there. the rounds, yep um, And I remember really enjoying it then I was probably drinking pints of it um, at the Great Northern Hotel Who always have one of the Bridgeport beers on Gee, that's a good pub. That's it? a very good pub, yeah. Um, They've added another hand pump as oh, well. Good news. Um, they always have the Holgate ESB on hand pump there. That's a joy. Is, yeah, a real treat that one. Mm.
1: Room temperature, just just lovely. And um, again, um, the tulip glass didn't do very well. No, the tulip glass yeah. uh, was was well below. Should we jump on to beer number three? Yeah, this brings us to our wild card, card beer, and this is this was a really interesting one to drink this is very enjoyable for me as an experience yeah let's we, not maybe let's not even reveal what beer it is let's just talk about through what we were tasting sure Oh, we should give a, a nod
0: to Emma for coming up with an absolutely great wild card beer cracking wild card beer yeah.
1: absolutely and I think it was even more of a good decision once well let's, let's just get on with our, with our notes okay
0: so the first the IPA glass uh, again for me aroma wise
1: mm-hmm.
0: one uh, my notes were Big yeast, lemon,
1: bread. Um, tastes lovely, a little thin. I remember when I, when we first got them poured, I had a sniff, and I said to you, smells like Chevalier Saison. So yeah. they definitely had that yeast characteristic. Yeah. Didn't taste like Chevalier Saison, but it yeah. definitely it smelled a little bit like um, that sort of yeasty funk. Yeah. Uh, which... I'd never attributed to this particular beer. Um, this one for me, the IPA glass one, in both categories, in yep. the taste and the aroma, stem pilsner was a close second in both. Um, and then we could probably get closer. To, I think we, the think we revealed, we found out what it was when we drank it out of uh, the Tiku and the Tulip. Yeah, it had a, um, for lack of a better word, pub taste yes, to it. Yes, it, it tasted, tasted like, a like a dirty pint glass pub pint. Yeah. And that's when Luke found... That's when Luke guessed correctly that this beer that we had was... Uh, it was the Cooper's Pale, so Cooper's Green. Cooper's Green. Now, the interesting thing is here is that it did taste like... In a terrible pub, it tasted like getting a pint of that because yep. no other option yep. is uh, fathomable, okay? Yep. But in the IPA glass especially, this was great. It was. It was really good um, surprisingly good on the
0: IPA glass my, like, yeah you know as I, my comments say lemon yeast bread that's all the kind of aromas and flavours you want from a, a beer such as that
1: this was very very good in the Stem Pilsner as well yeah. um, but I think it was a pretty clear winner in the IPA glass definitely um, so enjoyable though that I've got about 150 mils left of this barley wine And I can't wait to finish it Because the next beer we're going to drink Is the Cooper's sparkling uh, Cooper's pale, sorry And we're drinking Meadow IPA glass This yeah. is going to be fun. Yeah, so if anyone has a, an IPA glass
0: And want to try it out um, Give it a shot I, I think you'll probably be surprised I guess I've always been a fan of Cooper's green um, The You know, it is a, a, one you can find at most pubs these days And I think I put it... I had to do a top 50 list for the Critics' Choice last year. And I think that was at 19 for me. Yeah, okay. Um, It is... Tasting it blind, it is a bit thin. um, A little bit more body,
1: it would be... Yeah, it could be a really, really outstanding beer. Yeah, it
0: would would be a... You know, one of Australia's great beers. It would be up there with the Saison uh, from Bridge Road with a bit more
1: body. But I think that um, having that beer... That really, really highlights how important drinking out of good quality glassware is. Mm. And, appra- it, and well, not really appropriate glassware, I guess, because I don't know if you'd call an IPA glass or a Stem Pilsner appropriate for a Cooper's Pale, but no. out of the right glassware, it changes it a lot mm. and makes a huge impact, I think. So um, it was pretty interesting, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, t- uh, amazingly surprising. Um, Just... Uh, it, Exceeded what I what I thought we'd find. Mm-hmm. I thought probably thought we'd find the steam pilsner would was going to
1: win. Yeah, that's um, was a, I, I thought we'd probably reveal the, the IPA glass to be the charlatan that it is, and yeah. um, it'd be disappointing result wise. But I think we've both had a we warmed up our humble pie and took a big slice each and mm. ate it with our hands uh, because it stood up really really well. It I,
0: it's uh, grown on me a lot, and you left your glasses at my house, mm-hmm. and I used them uh, for a, an IPA as well to drink out of, and it really does does what it says. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: so I'd recommend trying it. I don't know how you try it without buying it. If your friend has some, or yeah. or if you have if you have it as well, just try it with loads of different kinds of beers mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, that was the Cooper's Pale was outstanding out of it. Yeah, it was really good. Um.
0: I, I will also admit the shape is kinda of growing on me.
1: The butt plug does. Well also because like you can sort of just put your fingers in the contours of the base and yep. it's quite like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn it.
0: We love Spiegel IPA glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think I'll be buying some uh in the next couple of weeks.
1: Um, uh let's, uh we were gonna mention that we were gonna do this tasting live. That would have been so boring. Yeah, it took us a while. It took us it? quite a lot quite a long time to get through. Um, I don't know what we were thinking. That mm. would have, that would not have been entertaining. Yeah. Uh, audio work, would it? Uh, it was quite fun actually watching the cricket as well, having a yeah, it was a few beers. Just the quintessential Australian Saturday afternoon, I think, wouldn't it? Definitely
0: <laughs> doing a yeah. doing a blind glass doing tasting. A bl-
1: <laughs> for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> classic Aussie <laughs> uh,
0: drinking Coopers Pale out of an IPA glass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we did one final test uh, just because we thought we were being a little bit unfair on the Tico glass because it's designed for. Your Imperial Stouts, your big... Big barley wines, that kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. and the night before, I I drank some bourbon from it, um, and it really intensified the aroma. Did I drink bourbon and scotch? I can't remember. I think it was just bourbon. If you can't remember, then it probably was bourbon and scotch. (laughs) Um, It did... It almost made the bourbon... It wasn't an amazing bourbon, it was just Buffalo Trace, which is a solid bourbon. Um but it it made it so intense that I I struggled to put my nose in there and and, you know enjoy the aromas uh, which I thought was pretty interesting so we thought we'd put it up um, against the stem pilsner in a high ABV challenge Uh, we had a 10% empress 2012 empress if I'm not mistaken from Holgate Um, so it'd been in my cellar for about a year and a half I guess
1: Now, the thing with this is... I don't know... I guess it's still interesting with the the notes here, but um, I think this one was marred a little bit by the fact that... um, I didn't didn't really enjoy the beer. Yeah, I wasn't enjoying
0: the Empress either. The very first... This is the second batch of it. Yes. The very first batch
1: I loved. It was divine. Yeah. Absolutely um, divine, especially after about that 18-month, sort of two-year time in a bottle. It was... A, a lovingly wrapped gift from God. Yep, that's, um, that's reasonable. And w- in 2012, when this came out and I had it, it was really, it tasted really young mm. and really hot. Mm. And I had it on tap, so I, or I had it like I think Chris at Solibria gave me a little sneaky taster, so I didn't have to buy a glass of it. Yeah. Um. So, so I could see if I wanted to buy some bottles. Yeah. Was happy enough that I knew that it was going to settle down and mature mm. and um, probably be very, very pleasant. Uh, I do believe it was a different recipe to the 2010 version. Um, Yeah, so I bought a couple of bottles. uh, And when we cracked this one, it tasted exactly the same.
0: Yeah, there was no change. I
1: have one more bottle that I'm going to probably leave... Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to touch mine. Two years, maybe? Yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to touch mine at all for a while. Um, Because it still tastes young and hot. Yeah, yeah. It
0: wasn't... I didn't enjoy it. Um, But I, I guess I am probably slightly relieved to say that the Teku glass did actually hold up probably just the same as the Stem Pilsner
1: so the notes that I had for this that um, the aroma coming from uh, Stem Pilsner for me was more enjoyable than the uh, Teku glass Yep. Um, to me the the flavour it tasted the same it tasted pretty much the same but what I I found with this that in the Pils in the Stem Pilsner glass um there was a more intense flavour and a more intense aroma, but in the teku glass it was more restrained, but that was good, I think. There was less less flavour. And I don't know if that's because I wasn't really enjoying the beer, yeah. but it seemed like it was just holding it together more than the, the pilsner glass was.
0: The um one of the notes I have for the Pils the glass is menthol. I had this really intense menthol aroma from it. Um which I didn't get in the teku. mm mm-hmm. And so maybe the teku whether it's a fold of the beer. I think I, I'd probably revisit it with a
1: different beer that I know I liked. We um, were trying so hard to get a favorable result for the Tiku glass because we liked them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I'm going to use them again. Uh, I might use it for something, yeah, that I know, that I'm confident that I like. Uh, I think when I first got mine, I just drank Ghosts out of it. Yeah. I didn't try any other glasses. I was just happy with my lot with that. So, uh. I, I think what we found
0: uh, is that... This is a bit of uh, Zaito philosophy for you, Dave. <laughs> uh, a term Dave's coined recently um, that a good glassware will make a beer a lot better, a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. It won't bad glassware won't ruin a beer. I think if we had the stem pilsner with torpedo in it, ah, uh, sorry, the tulip with torpedo in it, it wouldn't have tasted bad. Yeah. But comparatively,
1: it it was worlds apart. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, glassware won't ruin a
1: beer. Um, but it'll make it a lot better. Well, I'll tell you this. If you have a Cooper's Pale and a pint glass at a pub, you'll enjoy it because you know what you're getting. Yeah. But if you have it in IPA glass, it's a new experience. Yeah. That's... um. I think that's pretty... Let's
0: finish these barley wines. We're going to get some Cooper's Pale in us yeah? I agree. Um, all right. We'll come back. Uh, I think we've got some recommendations to, to go. That sounds about right. Anything else? Um... No, I think we covered it pretty well then Alright, cool Alright, we'll see you guys In a couple of seconds
1: Welcome back everyone How was your little break, Dave? Oh, I stretched my legs I had a little bit of water I washed my coffee cup And put it back on top of the coffee machine We have a coffee uh, machine in the studio. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... We're just in high, high style pretty <laughs> much. I yeah. had just an espresso. Um, and now I'm sitting down with a lovely Cooper's Pale mm. in an IPA glass. The Cooper's Pale in the IPA <laughs> glass is really good. A real treat. You know what? Cooper's always has like a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. But it's not on my radar anymore. Hmm. I'm, I'm not going to buy it anymore because a lot of places will have Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. They'll have it's uh, Mountain Coat Beers yep. um, But I think It's just A little blip Back on my radar again
0: Yeah I think so um, I'd agree with that I There's maybe One or two pubs That you know You end up with co-workers And they have Coopers there And that's the only way
1: a bit, Well that's the thing Now p- places are Putting on Other stuff Like there's a terrible A terrible bar In my work That I'm not going to mention Because I've just called it A terrible terrible bar um, But They have alpha matilda bay alpha on tap yeah. yeah so that's what i'm gonna get
0: yeah i enjoyed that beer last time i had it it yeah. was good
1: it's a
0: good um, quality apa it's pretty like uh pretty solid for mm. in terms of you know bitterness too um, right you kind of wonder you don't see it
1: anywhere. Well, obviously you do um but yeah no you just don't see it in many places yeah maybe in bottles perhaps but yeah. um not really on tap in that many places Fat- have you been to the port melbourne um brewery yet? Yeah? Not yet that was one of the things I wanted to do with Let's make it timeline. a resolution Hey there we go maybe Let's we can do um, it Cuz like it sounds like a good idea Yeah I'd like to drink um redback directly from the tank unfiltered That sounds good to me I don't know if I've had a redback yet Oh no I had one
0: recently It was my first time ever cuz yeah. I'm not being Australian it yeah. doesn't have that you know it's got a bit of a history here yeah.
1: and I never see. You never see it anywhere, right? No, not really. Maybe you might see like the slabs of it at Dan Murphy's or something like that, but um, you don't see it very often, do you? Sorry, Dave, you keep talking mm-hmm. while I look up my untapped to see if okay. i go ever had read back. Hey, everyone. How are you doing out there? Are you Have you broken all your resolutions yet? I bet you have. Um, I didn't make any, so I've been pretty good so far. Uh, mm. I will start home brewing. What do you think I should do for my first brew? I'm thinking of like a Imperial Stout, maybe, um, with vanilla, Yeah. What about that? How's your uh, untapped search going So I found
0: it. Uh, I have had it before, once. 2nd mm, of November, so not that long ago okay. at all. <laughs> um, I gave it three and a half. Okay. I don't know. I didn't put where I was drinking it. Um, I didn't put a cunt, uh, you know. A location. Yeah. I really wish I had it. Um, anyway. Yeah, i drink some unfiltered redback. Unfiltered red yeah, definitely. Maybe we could do a live one
1: there. Probably not a live one. No, they would, I don't think they'd really care. If we also, did we, there. we don't really know anything about... We could do a live tweet... Yeah, we'll do a live tweet From the Ale Time account Because no one cares about me Come on, Dave Well, it's just not recognisable if I'm doing it Because the podcast is called Ale Time mm, mm. And I don't want to do any work I'll just have some uh, lovely unfiltered red red back mm.
0: um, I think they also have a couple of brews
1: that they do there just for their own uh, Just for the, the Yeah, And I th- apparently course. the food there is really good too so, Oh, really? Um, I, just, I don't know why yeah, I feel like as a beer person in Melbourne we should have been there before
0: It seems difficult to get to
1: um, yeah it's, not, I understand for you But not yeah. for me at all so yeah. like, oh, I, I'm not really oh, familiar yeah. With the area
0: um, I don't really know You know I, cu- I can't picture Where it is At all You're sniffing The coopers Yeah it's Really enjoying it Yeah it's tasting mm. Great um, I think my glass Is a bit dirty I didn't rinse it out properly, so it's not Holding as much head As I'd like But once yeah, I get down to the, to the ribs It's probably gonna Yeah
1: yeah I think it'll probably um, improve itself there But mm. it's Good yeasty It's I tasting really yeah, good Like it Fan
0: Alright Shall we jump into some Recommendations
1: Alright What's your um, Beer recommendation
0: Well one of the things uh, I was really happy to do On my break um, Was Get out to Oscar's Ale House mm-hmm. In Belgrave Which Is the end of the train line um, It's quite a long way For me to get to I think it took me An hour and a half On public transport To get there Maybe two hours To get home so, you know, it's, it's a decent decent distance when you think of that in
1: a, in a round trip. Um I went there on a fleeting visit during my frantic crafty crawl um assault on uh in the original good beer week yep. and I really wish I was in the right uh, position to stay longer because that's a classic sort of classic mm. pub with good beer on top.
0: The the beer was um outstanding. Uh they had I think Uh, How many taps have they got? Five local taps Uh, Beers that I'd happily drink any day uh, Mornington IPA uh, Hargreaves Hill Stout um, Hargreaves Hill Pale Apparently he's getting more taps Um, He's putting a few more on That's good news for Belgrave And in the fridge um, Things like uh, Clown Shoes Hoppy Feet um, Which I I really Mm -hmm. like One of my favourite beers Uh, We got some six point Stuff there um, right. The resin in the can Which wasn't actually In the fridge It was
1: That it was, is a dangerous was, beer though Mmm It was
0: delicious um, I had a St. Bernard's Triple To round out the, the night That's um, a pretty quality
1: uh, Session there.
0: Yeah It was a really good session um, A couple of friends of ours uh, it was Matt Who I'd never met before Actually he's, I know him from Twitter um, James from Beer Bar Band And Simon Who we also know from Twitter um, And he's always up for a beer So it was good Yeah A really good day Nice one Um Oscar not actually Oscar, Brad um, I don't know what it's called, Oscar's Ale House Anyway Let's find out, let's make another resolution Sure <laughs> um, Yeah, really nice guy uh, We sat um, and chatted to him for a bit We got a pizza, takeaway pizza from down the road Which is, you know, your, your sort of regular local pizza joint um, Had a really good chat about beer Enjoyed some delicious beers And yeah, if that was that was my local Oh, if it was in my neighbourhood it would be my local um, very happily.
1: I have friends who just bought a house in Belgrave, so I'll have to enthuse to them to make sure that they uh, patronise Oscars because it's a good joint. We also
0: went round to Ruby's, which is a sort of a cafe bar. Oh, it's...
1: I oh, don't... Oh, you better, just like for the sake of the podcast, you'd better reveal what the place is called now, but it makes me really angry with the spelling of it. What's it called now? Oh, I don't know. It's called like... Sookie's or something like that? Oh,
0: uh, maybe Sookie's Lounge. Oh, Sookie's Lounge. Oh, you, okay, yeah. Oh. I, that wasn't on the, the plan. Um, Oscar's was open late. Uh, yeah. Opening later than normal, so we had to go there for... Went to there for a beer. He's had a Beechworth Pale from um, Bridge Road on tap. That's Pat- all right. If,
1: oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it was do, fun. Do you know if they still do live music there? I think they do, yeah. Because when I heard that Ruby's was closing, that's like a... That's a loss. Yeah. That's a loss to... Greater Melbourne's music scene I reckon I admittedly don't know much about it um, class, It was cl- a classic live music venue Where you might not leave with your shoes Because the floor was sticky enough yep. To um, rip them off your feet uh, Yeah, hmm. great venue It seemed pretty clean there's no, there's no sticky floor it's sookies now so, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we had a good
0: beer there And then wandered around Belgrade's really nice Oh, um, it's a beautiful area Yeah, absolutely. lovely Puffing Billy's out there Mhm. Um, I don't know that. I don't know much about these sort of outer suburbs, admittedly. Uh, because yeah. you're a city slicker. I'm such a city slicker. <laughs> Hometown, uh, straight into Melbourne. Um, yeah. All right. I'll jump into my second second recommendation. I'll just knock the microphone as Dave tries to swirl his beer. Um, it's a barbecue place. I I know American barbecue is completely on trend right now. Uh, in, in the Melbourne
1: dining scene but and that's what we do here we get a whiff of a trend and we do it until it's dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's still Mexican
0: places opening up I think as well yeah, I know <laughs> mm-hmm. um Fancy Hank's Barbecue uh they're at the Meerkat pub currently um or is it the Mercat? I think it's the Mercat. it's in the the Queen Victoria Market
1: I is it the Market it... or the Meerkat uh, Mercat. sorry yeah
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah they, they've set up there They're sort of a pop-up uh, Barbecue place And they're, they're there permanently I think um, For lunch and dinner On what weekdays What you have? Weekends um, I've been there a few
1: times Oh yeah What's a standout um, uh, dish?
0: Their brisket's pretty delicious Yeah I think their brisket They do a, a homemade
1: Texan style sausage mm-hmm. I'm um, just going to put in here quickly That I haven't eaten today So this is going to be like Torture Talking <laughs> about this food So please continue though Sorry yeah. Dave No no go for it Um yeah, just your you know your classic American
0: slow cooked delicious uh, barbecue, um, and they also have had, you had their pulled pork. Yeah, I don't think I have. Emma has their pulled pork. Emma, can you give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down? At Fancy Hanks, <laughs> <laughs> you're not listening. <laughs> She's giving a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, and. She'll listen closely in post, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the Merc, the Merc hat itself. Uh, it's a pub that I'd kind of seen. It looks like an old sort of fashion. It's got a big balcony. I can't even place what they. It's sort it's. of right in the market. There's a weird corner, and it's sitting on there. Really? Okay. Um, they. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. I know what you are talking it's about. Got a big balcony.
1: Is that near the car park? Yeah. Yeah. Opposite okay. the toilets. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ringing, ringing uh, endorsement of where it is. Yeah. at okay. the toilets. <laughs> Um, so they're stepping up their beer there as well. They're slowly getting some some oh, better okay. beers. They got a, like a Coender Black IPA in the That'll fridge. Work. Yeah, they got an Epic Pale in the fridge. Um, really nice big balcony. Yeah, had that recently. Epic Pale. Uh, not for a
1: while. It's really good. Hmm. And the lager. Those yeah, really good beers.
0: Yeah, they they do a good beer. Mm. Those guys. Um, but the other really good thing on a Friday they have two for one Murray's Whale Ale Hello.
1: So and how, how much like, is the Whale ale Five bucks five bucks so you're getting two beers for five on what bucks. day sorry i was cooper's paling again i didn't listen to that so on a friday <laughs> on a friday okay yeah.
0: um so I, I went there with some coworkers who didn't realize that it was two for one and like let's get you know a round of murray's whale and um they're like you know that's fifteen dollars or something i'm like Wait, what <laughs> i bought six beers that's great that's a good beer too Um yeah a, a really good mm. beer to have a session on and eat some delicious barbecue
1: and then finish it off with a um Black IPA. Do you know what time they're open until? Because this might uh, enter my uh, schedule in upcoming weeks. Uh, I'm unsure on the, the okay. opening.
0: I think maybe... But if it's open for dinner, I assume it would be... 8 or 9pm, yeah, I think. Okay. Um, the other interesting thing is there's a Doughboy Donuts, which is another pop-up place doing freshly glazed donuts. Sorry, Dave, I know you haven't eaten. This is it's horrible. Um, it's
1: alright, sweet snacks aren't really my thing. So, right. can, uh, yeah.
0: so they're they're open... Not at the same time as Fancy Hanks, but they're in the same place. Um and they do ridiculously, you know decadent donuts freshly glazed. The other day they were open at the same time, so you mm-hmm. get your barbecue and you get a donut. I didn't go. Oh, I'd love to though. Um so yeah, keep an eye on, on the, the Mercat for some delicious beer, barbecue and some donuts.
1: Jeez. What more do you want in life? I yeah. know. It's everything you need. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's okay. that's my that's a good recommendation, right?
1: That's a solid one. Yeah, yeah. I'm starving. All right. <laughs> um, all right, my recommendation, firstly, the beer recommendation is um the Clown Shoes Galactica IPA, which, when the Clown Shoes range came to Australia fairly recently, it was the first one that I just went, o- like, overlooked, because, I don't know, it feels like they've got such a range of extreme-sounding beers mm. that... I don't know I just opted for the Hoppy Feet or the Hoppy Feet 1.5 or whatever it is Um, another Imperial IPA they have I think as well Um, so yeah just the regular IPA I didn't really care about or care for but I didn't really think about Mm. got it recently that's a cracking beer
0: it's a very good beer that's hop
1: soup yeah that's really really enjoyable yeah in terms of balance I think it it holds up as well yeah absolutely right yes Um, the malt bill is ever present Yeah. Um, it, it must be outrageously late hop because there's a lot going on mm. in that beer. Um, so if you see it out, just grab it because it's probably that's probably my favorite Shoes beer. I'm a I do really like that one. I'm am a big fan of Hoppy Hoppy Feet, feet feet's good too. Isn't um, it? Yeah.
0: I like Hoppy Feet more than Hoppy Feet 1.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's more balanced. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's that's a classic American Black IPA which I typically don't go for I know American Black IPA is the standard but you know when I think of a Thornbridge Black IPA um, in terms of balance and roundedness that's you know kind of my benchmark Mm -hmm. and then this sort of piney really rich hop focused one um, I didn't think I would go for that but I loved it
1: yeah it's Uh, a very very good beer you have just reminded me another recommendation that I want to give to you mm -hmm. and to myself because I'm yet to try it but um Apparently last night, Ale House Project in Ligon Street put on Mornington Peninsula Black IPA, yes. which is a new beer. Yeah. Did you hear anyone that... Did you know anyone that got there and tried it? No, I didn't actually see any, any Twitter buzz. Because um, I think your brewery to look for in 2014 was Mornington, Mornington. Peninsula, so yeah. um, it'd be a... I'd, I don't know. I mean, I'm prepared to say it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, I'm very keen to try it though, so... Um. Yeah, hopefully they they make more of it and put it in bottles. I don't doubt it, and they've just got their canning. They've bought their own canning line, mm. so never know. Black hopiain cans. That That'll be fun. I can't wait for Mornington Pale in cans though.
0: Yeah, that's going to be good summertime foam. Um, just on clown shoes. If people, I, I find they went under the radar for about six months there in Australia. You can get them on the shelves, and the people they came.
1: Yeah, they sort of came out with that much fanfare, didn't yeah. they?
0: Um, and I'm I'm. Pretty consistently impressed with everything I've yeah tried. i
1: reckon that tramp stamp might yep. be one of the better belgian ipas that i've had i think yep um they've they're a contract
0: brewery uh, they've had a bit of controversy for their labels being sexist uh, do you know have you heard about this controversy no i before? haven't so one of the beer advocate i think founders um or the sister of the beer advocate founder yeah. called them out on the beer advocate forums and said they were sexist and had this big rant about, you know, everyone should boycott them and kind of using her position as, you know, as a sort of figure in the scene to turn people away from this bear with their sexist labelling and tramp stamp um
1: came up, no doubt, I guess.
0: And they do the brown angel, um the double brown ale which has a a lady with a a sizable booty, we'll say. Right, okay. Um and then the, the one that, that she called out as sort of the straw that broke the camel's back was a robot with a petrol pump, somewhat suggestively, apparently. I can't remember what the bear is with that one. So, yeah, there's this big sort of.
1: But it's a robot with a petrol <laughs> pump.
0: Yeah.
1: So, what's her point of. Did you, did, do you understand my question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can, look, I, I'm
0: okay. not condoning what she's saying okay. by
1: any means. Um, look, I, I think if you Google. Oh yeah, Bear Advocate. I strongly it'll, intend to Right after up. I do whatever I said I'm doing after the podcast today. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I'll, I'll put a link uh, in the comments uh, on my site once um,
1: once this goes up. But it, it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it
0: looks like. Yeah.
1: And confusing. regardless of what you think of the labeling, they make good beers, so I'm a fan of that
0: Okay, so it's Candace uh, Our producers just jumped in. It's she's the director of special events for Beer Advocate, and it's Candice Allstrom, who I think must be the wife or sister of. The, the co-founder of...
1: quits during the pot, Alstrom.
0: Yeah. Jeez. It was a while ago. We don't need to. No, okay. <laughs> right. Sorry, Alstrom. Um, anyway, the, the controversial Alstroms. Uh, there's a bit of controversy around them for a few different things. Look them up. Um, a lot of people were pretty angry at Bear Advocate at the moment. Um, it's Look at it. It's American-focused anger. I don't
1: think we need to bring it into our scene. No, I agree, but it's highly entertaining reading yeah. so. And I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Oh, right. I still got it in my... Uh non-beer yeah okay so hear me out here alright I my brain told me to not be a fan of the Spiegler IPA glass because it said be warned. be be wary of the hype this could be what this is but in experiencing and testing it I found that it's quite enjoyable I'm a fan now I love Spiegler IPA glasses so This summer, my non-beer recommendation is going to be uh, the Big Bash League, Luke. Have you watched much of it? So it's the Cricket 2020. Domestic competition in Australia. Now, my brain says, this isn't cricket. I probably shouldn't enjoy this because it's pretty much bastardising everything that... Tr- like the true art of cricket, the, the gentleman is... sport of a say a test match game. Exactly, I, I love. I'm a I'm a huge fan. Me of too. The That's my match. the five day form yep. is um real uh it's it's an art form because mm. it's tactical, it's physically and mentally draining. If you can actually get a five day test, I mean Australians haven't had to do that much lately. But um... you know
0: you know my favorite part of test cricket is the uh the field when a team's under pressure trying to hold out on the fifth exactly.
1: day last session you get. Six slips. It's like intense Two psychological pressure. I love that. Exactly right. God, so it's, it's um, Champagne. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm a huge Test Match fan. shouldn't like T20 crickets. Mm. But last year when it started, I was watching it, and the elements that appeal to me, okay, is the fact that before this came along, domestic competition, you had the Shield, the Sheffield mm. Shield, and then the... ...whatever they call it, the Royobi Cup or whatever it is... Mm. ...or it was the Mercantile Shield Cup... ...the four-day one? Four no, no, sorry, you? that's the, the Shield... Oh, yeah. um, ...the, oh, the, the yeah. one-day series... Yeah. ...now, those teams... ...in the one-day competition... ...were just the Shield teams... ...with a couple of minor differences perhaps... Yeah. ...now, in the Big Bash now... ...you see a lot more fringe players that you otherwise wouldn't see Hmm. on national TV. And Hmm. Channel 10 have made it more accessible this year. It was on Foxtel last year. I did really enjoy the broadcast, the actual telecast on Foxtel better, but Hmm. it's a lot more accessible now on Channel 10. But seeing the fringe players, seeing the international players come across, all these elements together, as well as some outrageous striking of the ball, Hmm. have made this quite entertaining... uh, as an it's a, it's a form of entertainment it's not cricket um but if you don't like 2020 the idea of t20 cricket just watch it because it's it's, it's fun it's quite nice having something in the summertime that's easy to watch yep it's on most nights of the week yeah. you can sit down and it's yeah it's easy to watch it's quick kids enjoy it it's yeah. fun everyone seems to be having a good time there hmm. so that's my non recommendation watch some cricket i like it all right good one Cool. Anything else you got? Um, I think we've probably outstayed our welcome in yeah. SODE 3.
0: All right. We'll, we'll uh, see everyone in two weeks' time. Well, yeah, two weeks' time. I think we're going to have a special guest next time, Whoa. so get excited. We
1: have to make sure we turn the air conditioning on because with an extra person in here, we will be very warm. Yeah, and also we need to work out how to use the third microphone. Our producer's telling us it's not hard. Okay. It's not hard or we can't? Let's write this up. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.